Hello, and welcome to the Mill Creek View CEO Special with me, your host, Steve Abramowitz, where I interview the best business people and entrepreneurs. Hello, and welcome to the Mill Creek View CEO Special, Season 1, Episode 2, with your host, Steve Abramowitz, CEO of the Mill Creek View newspaper and mcview.us, where we interview successful executives and always an interesting person and company making a positive impact in our world today. This time, special guest, Glenn Strong. But first, for more information about Mill Creek View CEO Special, visit us at our exclusive content YouTube channel, Rumble, iTunes, or anywhere you get your podcasts. And while you're there... Please subscribe, and thanks for doing it. Before opening First Trust Home Loans, Inc., our CEO and founder, Glenn Strong, started out as a young logger. With a wife and a new baby at home, he knew working seven days a week was unsustainable. His desire to provide for his family and still have time to spend with them motivated him to pursue something different. Growing up, Glenn always knew he wanted to help his family and community grow and work together, He enjoyed the local small-town vibe and longed to expand on his influence and support within the community. While at dinner one night, a close friend mentioned that he thought Glenn would be a good mortgage loan officer and suggested he give it a try. Knowing nothing about mortgages, he stepped headfirst into a new career with the National Mortgage Company as a loan originator. He worked hard to find for the first couple of years, learning as much as he could and building relationships with the people around him. Little did he know, some of those relationships and people would still be with him today as members of the First Trust team. He became loan officer of the region and a well-respected originator throughout central Arkansas. During this time, Glenn learned a lot about the mortgage industry and what he thought needed to be different in order to set himself and a potential company apart. His first priority was to find a way to provide his customers with the best home loan experience possible. Hello, Glenn. How are you today? I am doing good. How are you? And thanks for having me, by the way. My pleasure. My pleasure. I love your your niche and how special you are at it. Um, I guess the first thing people are going to want to know is how are you handling these uh, this interest rate environment? Yeah, uh, very steady. Very steady. Uh, you know, coming off of 2020 and 2021, lowest rates in the history of, of mortgage. Uh, we all assumed they were going up. We didn't think they were going to go up quite as fast and quite as harsh as they did. But we built our company around relationships. And the relationships are still there with our referral partners. And we just have to communicate with our customers the why more than ever. It was easy to know the why in 2020 and 2021 when you're getting a 2.5% interest rate. But you got to make sure the why when you're getting a, a 55 to 6% interest rate. And even a few months ago in the 7s. So uh, we're managing and we're still growing. So uh, sometimes when life throws a curveball, you know, you sit back and hit it the right field. What's your forecast for rates in the next 12 to 24 months? Uh, they're going to steady, I think, towards the end of this year, and then I really believe 24. They're going to they're going to get back down. Now, when I say get back down, we're not going back to 21 rate. Uh, I don't know that we'll ever see that again. I don't know if we ever need to see that again. But we're going to get back down. I think we'll be mid fours uh, to, to high fours in 24, which is a is a good it's a good warm spot to be in. Yeah, and a lot of people don't realize that uh, going back to the history of the United States before we were even uh, a country back in the colonies, the average interest rate for the world was only 5%. So even if we got to 4%, it's still a break for people who remember the Carter years of 18, 19% before Reagan took them all down. Um, Okay, enough about that for the time being, but let's talk about you. 
tell us about that experience of changing from logger to interest rate uh, mortgage guide, Th- that, that experience you had with an individual telling you, hey, I, I have an idea for you and you running with it to change your entire life. What was that really like? Uh, it was, uh, I mean, it, in all honesty, it was a blessing. I was at the right place at the right time to get the opportunity. We were in a very struggling logging business. It was our family business and it was really up and down and good and bad and, 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 and just wasn't really working. And like you said, in the intro <clears throat> on my bio, I was working seven days a week. I'd never heard of the 40 hour work week, to be honest with you. And I still believe in that. Me and me and all of my team talk about it. You know, you got to work hard and be accountable no matter what you do, but you need to love what you're doing. And more importantly, you need to love who you're doing it with. And that's what we built. And when I did get the job uh, as the LO at the national company, I loved mortgage. I was able to help people get into homes. I was able to help people refinance and, and even go through hard times, but make it a positive situation. Now at the national company, I really didn't like the way we did it, which is why I, I left there and, and started our own because I didn't feel we could do loans for family members and friends because we simply charged too much. I didn't know that going in because I could barely spell mortgage on day one of the, of the job, but Going in, going in, I was excited and, and mortgage got as quality as me. And it's one of those things and, and, and people that listen to this show that know anything about mortgage, a lot of people working in mortgage, you either love it or hate it. There's as many people coming in as there's going out and, and it got as quality in me and the opportunity to also be able to balance my work life family, uh, better than logging. Um, you know, I, my, my, both of my kids, I've got two kids and uh, a wife and never missed anything of theirs due to work because of technology in today's modern world. Not that I'm not working, but I'm able to be where they are. I'm actually in a hotel. My daughter's running at Vanderbilt this afternoon track, but mortgage got its claws in me back in 01. I learned that I loved it. I learned what I wanted to do with it. And then it had some opportunities with some of the, the people there to, to jump out and do it in our way that we're doing it now still today in 23. And you wanted to be able to offer the easiest home loan process available, but at the best price too. You wanted to be small enough that we can shake hands and look people in the eyes, but big enough that you compete with the big guys. And you say you've done that. How did you do that? Uh, Truthfully, the the, the easiest answer to that is the people I've been able to to, to get to follow me. I've got so many smart people that work with me every day, way smarter than old Glenn here. And I get out of their way. I, I'm not an anchor. I, I try to be the wind in their sail and let them grow. But but the key is is knowing the, the right amount of technology compared to the right amount of looking people in the eye. The also key is knowing your markets. Every market's just a little bit different, and you can't treat every market the same. A lot of our big competitors, and they're good companies, so I don't want anybody to think I'm talking bad. They treat every loan, every customer the same. They got boards to answer to. They got numbers to hit, and that's not us. We don't have a board we're answering to. We don't have numbers we need to hit. We grow because we want to grow, and we grow because we want to grow with who we're growing with. And I think that's a real key to take every single person, regardless if they're working with us, for us, or our referral partner, or or a customer, and you treat them individually because we're all individuals. Now, some of our customers, they need everything tech, and we're able to offer that. You can do a loan with us and never talk to a person if you want to. But we also have the ability for you to come into our offices. We're, we're scattered out regionally in about seven states. Come in, sit down with an LO, talk to them, and let's go over your, your future plan. So I think that's where we differentiate is, is no one is a number to first trust. It's a real valuable person to us. 
I think most people think before the era of the big bank, the mega bank, the Chases, the Cities, the uh, J.P. Morgans, we all think of the George Bailey at the uh, the county SNL and uh, the run on the bank and the Great Depression and these type of things. Uh, not even a decade ago, there was a thing called subprime mortgages where people were getting loans that they probably shouldn't have had, shouldn't have been able to uh, attain, and it put them in underwater when the housing crisis changed or the interest rate environment changed like we're seeing now. Uh, how do you, as a small business or small individual uh, lender, uh, do the look in the eye and know that you're not going to get your balance sheet um, blown up? One thing is I study it every day, to be honest with you. The other thing, we did live through 07, 08, 09. This is, I'm, I'm happy to say this is our 20th year in business. Uh, we've got some big celebrations coming this year because small businesses, small mortgage companies, to say you've been in business for 20 years because the big boys, when they see you doing something good, they want to buy you. They want to acquire you. They want to smash you. It's all three of the things, you know, and that's not really RMO. I did a podcast earlier this week with my executive team and, and, we talk about this all the time. When First Trust goes corporate, the corporate word blends out. We're not corporate, you know. Do we have to make absolutely the right decisions at all time because maybe our balance sheet's not as big as a huge company? Yes, we do. Uh, but we lived through 07, 08, 09, and I think it really is the key to that is we were not doing loans just to make money. We were doing loans to make sure people were helped. We didn't do a tremendous amount of subprime. We, we did some. We did some at the shoe fit. We, we put it on them and laced it up. But we didn't live and die with subprime lending. When the Wall Street uh, guys were buying all the mortgages up, we still were pretty pretty heavy in some government-backed loans and some Fannie and Freddie loans. So we weren't so much in the, in the subprime because it didn't fit what we think is best for our customers. Now, some customers would be mad, and they'd go up the street, and they'd get a, a loan that, we wouldn't offer and then a foreclosure would, you know, in, in, in shoes, you know, so that's kind of how we were able to get through that. And that's kind of how we do every day because you can Google right now mortgage layoffs over the last 18 months, uh, 12 months. It's been tremendous amount of mortgage layoffs. So it's, uh, we look at that every day. We talk to our people about it though. Our, our staff is not staff, they're family. I talk, I talk, try to talk to everyone. We hired five new ones yesterday and I'm behind to be honest. I need to talk to them Monday. Uh, but they're coming to town going to do some stuff. And I actually delivered computers over here too, uh, cause three of them are in East Tennessee, but we're, we're, we're very involved in each person's life and we're very involved in what their success is. Not everybody's success is the same. I've got LOs that do 60 million a year and I six million a year, but they're both successful and that's what they want. And that's their goal. Some are on the back nine, getting ready for retirement. Some are young and up and coming and some are in between trying to figure out what success is. And I feel like that's one of our jobs is to help them find that success. And that helps us keep the numbers out of it and keep us real. Does numbers matter? Absolutely right. If we don't have money at the end of the day to make our, to, to make our payroll, we got problems, but I study our balance sheet every day and make sure the decisions we make, we don't make a decision without thinking of every person it affects from the, the my, my lady at the front desk at our corporate office all the way through our referral partners, all the way through our highest producing uh, LO. We just want to make sure that all decisions influence and help every person. Yeah. And they say, uh, don't put all your eggs in one basket unless you watch that basket very closely. And I'm old enough to remember the Liars Poker Michael Lewis book days uh, at Solomon Brothers, which some people listening to this may have never heard of that, when they would create 
debt, bonds that you can invest in out of mortgages called securitization, which you're talking about. Then it blew up as they always do in the original days of a new investment. Now that market has gotten so large, the mortgage-backed security market, it is getting close to municipal bond market size and someday maybe even U.S. Treasury size. It is a ginormous market. So for you, and that the way they do that is they diversify the risk across many, many hands as opposed to just one bank keeping it on there. And where Merrill Lynch went bad is they kept them on the balance sheet and it took them out. And that's why Bank of America now owns Merrill Lynch. People may not know that. They can look it up if they don't believe me. There's plenty of books written about it. How do you, since you can't diversify that by securitization, how do you watch that basket so closely to make sure it doesn't happen to you? Yeah, so... The, the easiest and shortest answer to that is diversification of the type of mortgage loans we do. Uh, so there's so many types of mortgage loans today. You know, you've got the, the VA loan, which is backed by the Veterans Administration. you got the FHA loan, which is uh, you got the Rural Development loan, which is a USDA loan. Then you got the Fannie and the Freddie loan. Uh, there is some new loans out. And we're doing them, the non-QM loans, uh, which gives us a little bit bigger basket, so to speak. Yes, we are totally in mortgage but we diversify how we lend, where we lend, and what we lend in that basket, as you would say. The other thing is that one thing that didn't hit us as bad is we've never been a a lead calling company. There's there's a thing out there right now. It's a real hot topic in the in the legislature the legislation, and, and it looks like it's going to get voted down. It's called trigger lead. So the first trust pulls a pulls a credit on you. You you come and apply with one of my LOs. You come and apply with me, and we pull your credit. Well, there's there's these guys that they buy trigger leads from Equifax and TransUnion. So when we pull your credit, these other big companies, and they're dialing for dollars. We've never dialed for dollars. So that they weren't very diverse because all they knew, they didn't know relationships. They knew, okay, this credit got pulled. Let's call and see if we can beat this other guy's deal. And so that's a that's another way we diversified. In 2020 and 2021, when we had our biggest numbers, we still focused on our realtor referral partners, and we didn't jump into only refinancing and we didn't grow so big trying to handle all the refinances where we couldn't sustain that in 22 when, I mean, anybody, you don't have to have a crystal ball to know we're not staying at two and a half percent for the rest of our lives. And it's kind of, I, I, I don't want anybody to think I'm taking a shot at them, but some of these companies that went out and hired a thousand people thinking it was sustainable, you know, and one company I won't mention had a $5 million Christmas party. And then the first quarter of 22 laid off a thousand people and I'm scratching my head going, what the heck are we doing guys? It's a black eye for all of us, but that's where good party, we bad hangover. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but, but that's where we diversify in our, within our basket. Yes, you're correct. Our basket is mortgage, but we diversify in that basket with the type of loans we do. And we keep it pretty evened out. Uh, there's months that we're higher one thing than the other, but overall we're pretty evened out in that. So when a crash happens, when rates jump, we don't just totally fall. Are our numbers down a little bit right now? Absolutely. Anybody that, but they're not down pre 2020, pre 2021 numbers. They're way up from those numbers. But, but yeah, they're down a little bit, but they're not down where Glenn's looking at the balance sheet going, okay, we got to cut these six people or, oh my gosh, we're not going to do. We, we also are a company that don't live life higher than we need to. We're pretty conservative value company, pretty conservative uh, people. And, and so good years. We live the same way as we do on bad years. Uh, so it's something that I've just lived by my whole life, going back to my logging days when there wasn't enough money on the balance sheet to make bills. You know, all I knew was 
was to work harder and save more. Yeah, and I don't think the executives at Silicon Valley Bank or Signature Bank, who are in the news right now, were thinking like you were thinking. So congratulations. Uh, this is your 20 year. In 2003, Glenn opened First Arkansas Financial in Sheridan, Arkansas, with nothing but the knowledge he learned over the past two years and five co-workers from his old job who were ready to support him. Glenn began a fully functioning independent brokerage company. So looking back over the 20 years, how do you feel? I feel great. We're uh, we're still here. I've built some of the best relationships in, in my life and some of my best friends in my life are in this company with me, whether they're a referral partner outside of you know our walls, actually, but we work together every day. Uh, my, my wife's involved in the business with me, which is huge. It's something that we enjoy. Uh, my son has now come full circle. I've got a grown son. I got my first grandbaby, but my son is a, is a, a top producing LO for us. So I get to work with him every day. Uh, I feel great. I've got three guys that started at the end of, uh, right, right there in 03. I mean, been with me from day one and we grew up in the mortgage together. We, we've grown up doing the, the right, the wrong, the studying, the banging our heads against the wall, the high-fiving. And, and, I, and I, I, I couldn't be prouder of where we are. And, and again, I said this earlier, it's because I've been able to surround myself with a lot of smart people and get out of their way. Uh, it's really exciting. The fact we're, still we're really is, proud. is a testament to you and your management skills. So good job. Um, since its humble beginnings, First Trust Home Loan Inc. has grown to around 115 employees and is now licensed in 11 states with official lo- official offices located in Arkansas, Alabama, Illinois, Kentucky, Texas, Oklahoma, Louisiana, Tennessee, and Missouri. As the company's footprint grew outside of Arkansas, the need for a name change to more accurately reflect the company's vision also grew. This led to the rebranding of First Arkansas Financial to First Trust Home Loans, as well as financial, uh, I'm sorry, as well as FT Home Loans in Alabama and Kentucky. So how is the uh, climate in those various states different uh, right now for you? Uh, so it's, it's not as different as people would think. Geographically, we're located in, in, in real similar areas. And when we grow, every time you grow just a little bit, if you grow one person, it's going to change your culture just a tiny bit because they're going to bring, you know, something new, something fresh. And I say that because we're very picky with who we grow with. So they're bringing good things that you'll notice I said that positively. But, but we make sure that the fit is so good for us with them and them with us at the two-way street that even, uh, you know, in Murray, Kentucky, where Rachel is, or Lauren's up in Illinois, or Ashley's down in Gulf Shores, we are so alike from where we are in central Arkansas. We're very, very, very big on being local. So we support our local communities where we're sitting in as much as we can with people sitting in those communities. They go to, you know, church with each other. They go to Walmart together. And that is huge. And that's not changed from the day we started with four or five guys in Sheridan, Arkansas. Sheridan, Arkansas, just FYI for the listeners, it's population 5,000 people. We do not live in some big metropolis. Uh, but, yeah, we uh, – but the same thing goes for our offices in Little Rock, Arkansas, which is, you know, a little bigger town. We're, we're in Norman, Oklahoma, a little larger town. We still are local. We're still genuine. We're still right there with everybody, and that's that's grown well. The first trust uh, change was was a good change. You know, you hate to rebrand. You've been open 15, 17 years, and you come up and you have to rebrand. And and and, and we didn't have to, but I thought it made so much sense to give everybody. You know, I don't know that that Lauren in Illinois wants to be first Arkansas financial in the heart of Illinois. You know, I just didn't make sense and. 
Glenn, Glenn checked his ego. Glenn's not an ego guy. It's funny at our office, our home office. We do have first Arkansas financial etched in the concrete and we left it there. It's all great. We're all the same company, but, but when we changed the first trust, uh, we're very, you know, in our industry, you have to be trusted and you have to, you have to earn that trust. You know, nothing's given. So we use that word trust and we don't use it lightly. We use it. That's a, that's a key with us is we want our customers to be customers for life. It's not a one time and done deal. We want them to trust that we have their best interest at heart because we do. And do we make mistakes? Yeah, I wish it was a perfect mortgage world, but there's, there's mistakes. But we use that word very, very seriously. We talk about it on a, on a monthly, weekly, you know, uh, time frame. But yeah, we, we rebranded to, to help grow the outside of Arkansas. Uh, uh, state states to give them a better shot. Okay, and congratulations on being a new grandfather. Um, as the mortgage, <laughs> pro- <laughs> I didn't forget. As the mortgage process evolved and technology improved, Glenn recognized that in order to continue providing customers with quality service, he needed to be able to provide a convenient, user-friendly solution to handle applications, information, and document delivery. With the help of his team, they implemented the Mortgage Strong mobile app. The mobile app allows customers to apply for their loan, scan documents, track their loan progress, communicate with their realtors, loan officers, and so much more, all from their phones. It also has a companion website with even greater functionality for borrowers and partners. So Wall Street, who decided to get into the mortgage business about 20 years ago, did not invest as heavily in technology as it sounds like you were willing to do on your smaller, more nimble company Um would you say that that was the, the difference maker? It's definitely been a huge difference maker. Again, if you're going to compete, uh, if, if you want to do something, you know, I'm a, I am like to win. I'm a competitive guy. I've been a competitive guy my whole life. So I want, you know, our team to have every tool in their toolbox to go out and be competitive and to, to, to win deals and have at bats, you know. And without the, without the mobile app, I don't think we could have done what we have been able to do. It's been a huge turning point because, again, I'll go back to what we said. We can do a loan through our, our mobile app, and, and if the customer so chooses, they're a young person or they work, you know, day they, they sleep days and work nights, they can do every single feature through there. Our realtors share it, and, and it's a really been a cool feature for us. It was some investing for a company our size. People all the time do ask me. i got a lot of good friends in our industry that are not in our walls like, man, what'd you, how'd you do that? Or how, how did you make that decision? You know, and it, it all goes back to over 20 years. If you live real close to the same and you don't get, don't get outside of your guardrails financially and, and be conservative, you can do things like this. And a cool story about our, our mobile app, uh, our, our branch manager, we had a, we had an inner company uh, contest because I'm real big on including everybody when we do make big decisions and everybody at first trust has a seat at the table they have input I listen and and our other executives we listen and that's how we grow and that's how we don't get all of our people recruited by everybody else because don't think that that doesn't happen and that's fine I, I love it it means that our, our our people are the best they're getting called and blew up every day but we had a we had a uh, contest to decide how to name it the mortgage strong app and it was so fun we we had all the people put in names and our branch manager at Cabot named it. So it was really cool. All right. Uh, First Trust was established and continues to grow by placing daily emphasis on its core values, building relationships, staying involved in the community, being flexible and fast, maintaining transparency and trustworthiness with our clients and coworkers and treating everyone like family. Tell us about staying involved in the community. Do you uh, emphasize for all of your employees to get involved in activities and whatnot in their, in their home markets? 
Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, we're on year two of our first trust for kids initiative. That's where every, uh, staff member has the ability to give some money to our first trust for kids. We all, we choose the charities that they go to. Some of them been juvenile diabetes, uh, autism speaks. Uh, we, we've done a bunch of them. We do it quarterly in more granular than that in our communities. It, like on the JDRF, we did a JDR, that's the Juvenile Diabetes Research Foundation. We did a, we did a one walk. That's a big deal. That, so in the individual communities, everybody that could got together on Sunday, cooked burgers and did a walk in support of juvenile diabetes. Uh, they're in, we're, we're big, big, big supporters in the community of youth, kids. I'm a Glenn's a kid guy. I love kids. I believe they're our future and let's, let's mold them up, shape them up and, and give them the best opportunity we can. So, very granularly speaking, we dive into all of our schools and our community and we support things, whether it's financial or whether it's our boots on the ground. A few weeks ago, we were at the Ronald McDonald house cooking cookies. I, I was not actually at that one, but I had a group of six. They went and cooked cookies at the Ronald McDonald house. So that's how we stay involved. And, and it's a really important to us. And those are wins for us that we get to enjoy doing together. First Trust is more than just an independent mortgage bank. You are a family, you say. Not only does Glenn make sure every customer feels important, but he also constantly reminds his team members that they are family too. What are your holiday and Christmas parties like, Glenn? Oh, well, they're good. So Thanksgiving, we take off Thursday and Friday and half for every year. Uh, but for for Christmas, we, we do an annual Christmas party every year. Good years, bad years, and bring everybody that can get to uh, a, a central place and have a great time. Uh, Christmas is an important time of year and, and it's a great time for us to, to reflect and, and fellowship with each other. And, and it's something that I, I think half of our staff looks forward to the Christmas party more than they look forward to anything. Uh, but we have a great time at that. And, and we do some awards there and we let some people speak and we have some bloopers over the years on different things that we've messed up. So it's a real light night that we all get to have a great time together. Uh, sounds like a great place to work. Um, a lot of companies use the word culture. We live it. You say we take time to have outings and ventures with our staff. And at those events, it's not about mortgages. It's about us getting together, letting our hair down, talking about kids, talking about family and just learning about each other, says Glenn Strong. Throughout all locations, First Trust continues its commitment to support the local communities. You strive to participate in and support all local events, fundraisers, schools, and organizations. With this commitment came the launch of First Trust for Kids, a training program aimed to give back to children all across the nation, particularly in the communities we serve. There is nothing more important to our family-oriented team that serves those around us. You just talked about First Trust for Kids. Can you give us one nice story about... uh, maybe helping somebody who wouldn't have gotten help otherwise? Yeah. Uh, one that I didn't mention a while ago, the, the, the special Olympics was, was one of our quarterly first trust for kids. And one cool thing too, about the first trust for kids is our staff picks it, picks who, who our quarterly initiative is they put in, but the, 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 the special Olympics, we had uh, some kids write some letters that I'm talking about, you know, I'll get emotional talking about it. It was so fulfilling for us to be able to help them get to go participate in something that they never would have got to participate in and seeing the difference that I was able to share that with our staff, the difference that our staff is making and things that we're doing, touching kids' uh, lives. And, and, and like I said, the Special Olympics has become kind of dear to me and I keep up with it because 
of, of this one child that I won't say name, but I know the name perfectly, uh, sending us that letter. The other thing that we've done that's been pretty cool is we had three staff members had NICU babies. So had them early, early, early. And one of our initiatives, uh, I think it was last quarter or the quarter before I get up, all the quarters run together, by the way. But uh, we did, we did for, you know, premature infants and their stay at the hospital. And although it didn't necessarily help our staff members, because it was after their time there, it was so dear to them to be able to help. And they were able to deliver some things uh, like that. One thing we're doing right now, I got an email on actually yesterday, and this is what's cool about our culture, you know, the C word. Everybody wants to pound that C word out there. But then when you really get in, it's not it's not what, what they say it is. We do live our, our culture. Uh, it, it's very important to me. But we had a, a, a loan processor yesterday who's starting an initiative for some troops overseas. And, and we're gathering up stuff in our extra our, our extra space, and it's really cool. We're going to all go individually. We've got a list of what we need. It's about 18 uh, of our of our troops that are stationed overseas, and we're fixing to send a big, and that's not even an outside initiative that we'll talk about, but it's so cool that that loan processor is able to come up with it to us because that's how we live together collectively. I like that story because it's not all the big bad robber baron or Scrooge McDuck jumping into his gold vault. Uh, it's... Uh, capitalism can be good too kids uh okay so we're almost out of time here um at first trust we believe that mortgage does not have to be complicated from application to underwriting to closing we do every step of the mortgage process in-house which allows us to provide our customers with a smooth stress-free home loan experience two questions on that once upon a time there was a stack this tall of uh, signatures you had to do. Nobody could read them. You could sign, 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 because you don't want to be at the title company for hours on end. Did you uh, simplify that process? And B, um, the question that I had is, I know you have to deal with Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac, Sally Mae a lot of times, who knows, all of these uh, governmental entities. That's probably the slowest part of the whole process, right? Because they can't be that easy to deal with. Or have you made a way to make that easy too? Yeah, so let's go to your first question. Uh, we do a hybrid e-closing now, which is very exciting for your customers. So they get all their closing docs uh, a day before closing, uh, whether it's through their app or through their email, it's of their choosing. Uh, they're also able, if they're that local person that wants to come in and sit down with the LO, but when you get to the title company, you can actually e-sign every document. I think there's six or seven documents on the hybrid uh, way we're doing it. They get to the title company. They're only ink signing six or seven documents. So the old 45 minute hour closing is 10 minutes, knuckles, keys, let's hug, let's go help you move in. Uh, it's really cool. Customers really like it. Cause it also, when you get your documents a day ahead of time, if there's something that somebody don't understand, maybe the, the husband has led the charge on the, on the loan or the wife led the charge and the other one needs to sign something like, Hey, I don't understand this part. You have it a day before and you're not at the closing table. So it's so nice. And that's part of doing what the big guys can, but being small and nimble. Uh, dealing with Fannie Mae and Freddie, it's really not as bad as it sounds when you hear the, you know, the government, uh, talk shows and everything. We, we, we keep great relationship with all agencies and we handle that in a way that our customers never have to deal with it. So even if we're getting our teeth pulled out or we're pulling their teeth out, our customer never knows through the process because our sole goal is to make this process as easy as we can for them and get them into their new house. It should not be by the time they get into their house, like, Oh my gosh, thank gosh it's over. It should be like, holy cow, this is awesome. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of our goal. So 
Well, you made, made getting a mortgage sound like fun. Uh, Glenn, thank you yeah. for your time. Really appreciate you. I know you're a busy guy. Thanks for coming on here. We are at the end. Please tell our listeners where they can go to find out more about you and your company and anything that you like uh, to promote. Yeah, thank you guys for having me. Uh, www.firsttrusthomeloans.com is our website, and it'll tell you where we all are. And, and again, I really appreciate you having me on and look forward to, to hearing how this turns out. Absolutely. Thanks. Have a great weekend. Thank you. Bye. Welcome to my book recommendation of the day. But before I share, I want to remind everyone to subscribe to Mill Creek View Podcast. Just go to YouTube, Rumble, or Spotify, or iTunes, and hit the subscribe button and follow us. While you're there, go ahead and leave a comment, and I'll read it on air. And thanks for doing it. 30 years ago, Jack published the classic bestseller Positioning, The Battle for Your Mind, a book that revolutionized the world of marketing. But times have changed. Competition is fiercer. Customers are savvier, communications are faster, and once successful companies are in crisis mode. Repositioning shows you how to adapt, compete, and succeed in today's overcrowded marketplace. Global marketing expert Jack Trout has retooled his most effective positioning strategies, providing a must-have arsenal of proven marketing techniques specifically designed for our current climate. With repositioning, you can conquer the three C's of business competition, change, and crisis. Beat the competition, change with the times, manage crisis. Drawing from the latest research studies, consumer statistics, and business news headlines, Trout reveals the hidden psychological motives that drive today's market. Understanding the mindset of your customers is half the battle. Winning in today's world is often a matter of repositioning. It's how you rethink the strategies you've always relied on. It's how you regain the success you've worked so hard for. It's how you win the new battle of the mind. Thanks for listening to the Mill Creek CEO Special.